0: Transition Partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT Director at TechBuyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real-work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing, cause and charity and donate what you can any any amount will be greatly appreciated thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners
1: This is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences
0: and have a good laugh along the way. (laughs)
1: everyone and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. So this morning we've got a great guest on the show. We've got Carsten Vindler. Carsten has spent the past 15 years of his career as an industry leader in software development for travel and tourism and e-commerce companies across Berlin. He has transitioned his career from a successful developer progressing into head of development for the fourth largest travel operator in Europe. Karsten then had the opportunity to join a Berlin-based startup as a CTO for a market leader in booking software solutions before joining his most recent venture at KW Commerce as the head of development. So hello, how are you, Karsten?
2: Hello, I'm fine. I'm very happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you very much.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. We're so happy to have you on the show. Max has said some wonderful things about you.
2: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looking forward to
0: hearing all about yeah. it soon. Um so I'm Sandra, nice to meet you. Um I've heard lots of great things about you via Max. Um so I'd like to just um kick off with finding out a bit more about you, your background, your journey, mm-hmm. how you got into tech, how it all kind of right from the beginning, how it all started um you know when you were maybe at school maybe you had a Mm -hmm. computer then but just how kind of everything started if you give me like a quick kind of five minute tour of your journey um and then we can go into some real deep leadership questions
2: okay i I will try to keep it (laughs) short um so yeah mm, i guess yeah as, as, as a kid i started all my my work on on IT, actually with an Atari 130XL for my brother. So I kept his computer occupied all the time. Then finally, Mm -hmm. my parents bought me a Commodore 64. So this was my first real computer. And since then, I actually was always having fun with computers programming, but also playing them, of course, as a kid. Um, Yeah, but then um, after school and after after the army uh, one year, uh, yeah, I was like a young man without a clue, and uh, what what sh- shall I do? I always thought I'm a bit too stupid for IT, like all the <laughs> mathematics and stuff, informatics. I no, I, I thought well. Then my parents came and said, "Okay, let's do some solid job, my son. Um, go do a bank clerk." I was like, mm, "Okay." Should- could be okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, quickly, I found out that this is yeah wasn't my thing. I, I made it through the the whole uh, three years, but wow. uh, I yeah. But afterwards, I decided no, this is this isn't it. Um, luckily, I my my parents enabled me to to study. Uh, of course, uh, when you do a bank clerk, what will you study? Business administration. Yeah, this yeah. is a typical thing in Germany. So it even has a bad little bit of a bad tone. Betriebswirtschaftslehre (BWL) is like oh, when you don't know what to study, you study. Betrieb der Schatzlehre, Business Administration. So I did that. But um, there I was able to um, also get into like the business informatics, what it was called at that time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I was able to study a little bit about uh, informatics related to business. And um, there I had one course, which finally kicked off my, my uh, a manager would say pivot probably, I uh, pivoted there, Um Going to the PHP direction its main, my main programming language for the last 15 years. Uh, so and that's, that enabled me to go really then, yeah, to, to switch my career finally. So then I started as a small programmer uh, at a, a spin-off at the Freie Universität Berlin, the university where I studied. It was a very small and probably weird company, which changed the business model all three weeks. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. And after a couple of stations, I finally arrived at the FDI. This is the the fourth largest two operator at that time, and there I had a very cool, cool boss um, Chris, and I still consider him as my my mentor, so to say. so he really helped me and and he grew me into this like the the manager the lead role so i at that point, I was a senior developer, I didn't really consider going to management. I never thought about that, mm-hmm. but somehow he. I guess he saw something in me which I didn't see in myself. And, um, yeah, so I had this progression to a team lead, and then finally I ended up at uh, Holiday Pirates as the head of software development for four years. Um, Had a great time there, really Mm -hmm. awesome. It was just that after four years, I thought, okay, is that it? I mean, uh, I'm also not the youngest guy anymore, right? I have to see... uh, where my travel goes, and I thought, okay, my ultimate goal was then probably CTO at some point. I thought, yeah, what, what comes next? CTO, that's clear. So I um, finally got an offer, and I made it through the assessment process. Yeah, and um, then I, I got the job. I quit, and then I started uh, exactly when uh, corona happened, right? So I had my onboarding exactly during the corona times. So with you, so probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so probably, uh, this was—I don't know if this was related—but uh, I, I started there and I felt—I right, didn't feel happy really from the beginning. So this was mm-hmm. quite weird. I was like, "Come on, I reached my goal. What, what's wrong with me?" Um, but yeah, I, I didn't manage to really feel, feel at home there, feel familiar there, and uh, also with the job, I was too disconnected from the engineering. Um, it was more management strategy, strategy everything it was no fun for me. I wasn't happy. So what do we do when you are not happy? When you cannot change it, leave it. And um, then, yeah, I found this this job at KW Commerce where I'm for, for one month now, a little bit over a month now. Um, and here, yeah, quite happy now. I feel very, very much at home already. So, yeah, I guess this was the right decision to uh, decision to take. So I hope this was another five minutes. Mm.
0: <laughs> brilliant so um so your current role actually just going back to so obviously you've had um a team leader position head of moved into cto and now back into head of head of development mm-hmm. what along that journey what size teams have you been responsible for managing um,
2: so at the peak times i told you pirated, was about 25 to 30, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But of course, I was not the the direct uh, lead for everybody. So, uh, at peak times, I had there 10 direct reports, and uh, these were also team leads then. So, yeah, this was the the biggest team I had uh, at Booking. It it were like four, uh, five mm-hmm. developers, four and a half basically. Uh, one had a half time job, and, um, and now at uh, KW Commerce, it's nine at the moment. So, uh-huh. we're planning to grow. Yeah.
0: Okay, fantastic. Um, and why why do you feel that the CTO position wasn't quite right for you um, in mm. terms of what you were looking for? Mm. Obviously, you said you weren't happy. Wasn't something that you could change. Obviously, you are now. What what? Why do you think it wasn't right for you?
2: That's that's a question I ask myself really a lot. Um, I think it was. Uh, probably I'm too much of the, the technical guy, the system, the, the software engineer, um, that I was actually, you know, I was torn apart in this kind of, uh, still I was probably stick in the head of development role, like mm-hmm. uh, really having fun with the guys, uh, doing, I don't know, code reviews and all the stuff which you do. Um, but then I was also kind of, yeah, I, I should have, put my emphasis more on the strategy, which uh, where I found this was not really my my cup of tea, so to say. Yeah, uh, it yeah. wasn't really, uh, I didn't really felt uh, that this is the, the things where I'm good at, yeah? So mm-hmm. uh, at some point, I felt in the morning when you get up and you think, oh, do I have to go to this meeting now? That's the terrible thing to do. Uh, and, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe, I think in, in hindsight, I should have probably asked... Um, more about what the responsibilities of that role in that company would have been. So probably I was just going after the CTO because it's the goal. Yeah. You know, chasing your goals, but not really thinking about what that means. Uh, Of Mm. course. Yeah. This is my learning from it rather um, ask twice. (laughs) And I was also
0: interesting because you've, you know, you've, you've tried it, you've done it and, and, and then you've changed things for you so Mm. that, um, you know you can be happier and therefore the work that you do and the team that you manage and um, the people that you look after are, are obviously happier as well because they're getting the best out of you because you're doing what you enjoy and um, and and I think quite often and um, many leaders they aim to get to that c-level position even though it might not quite suit them from a personality or leadership point of view um I mean it'd be interesting to hear what your take is on that obviously you've personally mm. gone through that and you've gone back uh, into absolutely. what you enjoy doing why do you think people do that
2: so um yeah as i said um, i think i was i kind of can only speak for me but uh, yeah, of yeah. course there's this kind of uh, you want to pursue a career mm-hmm. you want to yeah uh, it's the next level so to say and um I think it's, it's a big mistake to do so if you only go there for the, for the job title. And, uh, because I felt, and this was really one of the biggest problems I had at Booking Kit was that my motivation was really gone. So I felt like when I worked with the, with the team, it was very nice. Uh, but as soon as I had the other duties, it was like, oh, I have to do that now. So, and that really killed my motivation in the big thing. Uh, and I was really not feeling so productive so i i had of course when i started there i had my plans uh, previously i before i started there i made my my roadmap my internal roadmap so to say and then i came there and i felt like so powerless because uh, it was for me not not the right thing probably so and this is not fair for the team of course so especially at booking kit at the time they really were waiting for the cto and really um, they do have quite some challenges uh, on their roadmap so uh, be me being in that position and not being the, the full manager I need to be was really not fair for the team as well. So this was also yeah. kind of uh, which led me to the decision rather end it r- than being a half-steam manager who's not really so much into it as, as he should be.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love how you were able to be really honest with yourself as a leader as well because quite often we kind of kid ourselves, don't we, that, oh, give it another six months, give it another 12 mm. months, get better and it can't have been easy starting a new role during um covid and everything that has yeah. gone on. well but then to be able to notice and see that it wasn't right so early on in the game and, and take yourself out of that situation I think you've yeah. done a really great thing there and I think it's fantastic for us to have you on the podcast because it is it's the first time we've kind of encountered this where leaders it got to sort of sea level and then stepped down from it and said actually i'm not best placed here it's not what i enjoy it's not what i'm passionate about so it's really great to have you on the show to be able to share your experience Um, but i'd love to find out i guess a little bit of advice that you might be able to give to those who don't really feel moving into a sea level is right for them but do want to progress their career so they do want to kind of climb that corporate ladder but stepping up to sea level wouldn't be right what tips
2: would you have for them, Karsten? I think um, oh, that's a very good question. So mm-hmm. I would maybe the, the thing is, it, it does the company where you work in really allow you progressing? Uh, I mean, it, it, or is it is it always the the title which is important? So. Um, if people are looking too much on the title, I think this is a problem because you can also have a fulfilled work life without having the better title, yeah so you can get more responsibility, etc of course, at some point you you want to get this recognition from your employee by by saying you know you step up the career ladder um, but probably there's I mean nowadays, I think people are very um, creative in in do, uh, creating uh, positions, right? So, uh, like titles. Uh, maybe there's some director in between which you could do or anything. Um, so pr- probably, uh, yeah, negotiate that with with your boss if if you have a good connection. Yeah, of course. Um, because when you when you say, "Look, I would like to proceed my career," then um, it's also a warning sign probably for somebody like, "Oh, he wants to probably shift somewhere else." So you yeah. have to, of course, be very careful. Um, and of course, for, for my, uh, what I could think about is, probably would I I was also thinking about shifting probably in the completely technical area again. So not doing management at all anymore, but really getting, getting a developer like full-fledged developer again. So this could also be uh, maybe a consideration if you are not so happy with the management job. So I, I guess you have to find out what is your problem. Is it, is it the management? Uh, of people, and I enjoy really working with people. That was not my problem, luckily. Mm. But um, if it's maybe if it's that if it's for you just uh, so exhausting to to work with people, then probably that's not the right thing to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think as well you can look outside the box as well. So you might be in a head of engineering role right now or a development manager position leading a team of ten, but you could look to organisations where the responsibility is bigger. So you'd be leading a bigger team, more responsibility, <laughs> but you're not. Sort of stepping up in terms of different job title, but the actual role itself and the remit of the role is larger, Mm. and that's Mm. quite easy to do. And I think sometimes people forget about that option as well because you once you've really aced your job and you can do it with you, I mean, you really excelled as a head of engineering and and you've got your team really covered and you're not challenged anymore, then then it's good to look outside the box, Mm. isn't it? But I really appreciate your honesty of that. And then there's a lot of people that we speak to as well that try a bit of leadership and then. I guess they say, actually, I prefer the technology, the hands-on development side, which is completely understandable. And there's loads of amazing opportunities within that space as well. So for me, I think the best thing to do in your career is to, to do what you're best at and what you enjoy mm-hmm. the Where It's always going to be
0: handy. Your strengths, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. You've got to play your strengths. And it sounds like you do really enjoy um, being a leader as well and a manager of people. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your leadership style and how your teams would describe you, Carsten. mm mm-hmm
2: um I think I so I, I consider myself like this uh, servant leader ship style so um I think um, people would describe me as really caring about my teams so for me the, the team is, probably even more important than the actual project because yeah mm-hmm. a project can go wrong this this is what happens but the team if the team is still okay then we can we can manage everything so uh, i really I'm, I'm looking after my my team i'm trying to grow everybody finding out um which is where where are the strengths of the person where can we really improve right so um this is I think what what people would describe me really. Uh, I'm trying to communicate a lot, so especially now having again a new team, a second new team in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my key is really to communicate as much as possible. I have mm-hmm. uh, regular talks every week with everybody, trying to find out not only what's what's on the on the business side, but also very much on the personal side. So I'm yeah. really caring about that because then. Yeah, you find, suddenly find out things about people which explain maybe behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. which you mm-hmm. wouldn't understand when you only look at the business side. Yeah, mm-hmm. so getting personal interests, or maybe there's a struggle at home with a with a sick child or something, can always ha- can happen, right? And mm-hmm. with this additional information, I think it's easier to be a, a good leader. So yeah, mm-hmm. I hope this. At least I hope this is how the people I work with would describe me.
1: Is it quite an experienced team that you've got at the moment then? Because it is quite, I guess, a lot of people say servant leadership style always fantastic when you've got an experienced team who are already there, but when you're training and developing and staff need a bit more support, it, it, there can be, I guess, issues or things mm. around servant leadership?
2: Um, I, I actually don't think so. Um, I mean, the team is very mixed, has quite experienced guys, but also... Uh, very, uh, still young, but also very talented, uh, developers. So, um, that's actually a very, very good thing to, to have. Um, and I think it doesn't collide with the servant leadership as, as soon as, as, um, as far as I understand it, so to say, uh, so I, I can still, even if I have a not so experienced developer, I can serve them by uh, like mentoring them, showing them what where to go, what probably what uh, just by sending them some article to read, some tutorial, and mm-hmm. uh, these kind of things. Uh, this in, is included for me in this kind of of leadership style. Yeah, uh, this okay. is what I meant in saying like mm-hmm. trying to grow the the people, the skills they have, looking at the strengths they have. Not so much at the weaknesses. I mean, the weakness is a weakness. Uh, maybe you can work a little bit around it. Usually, it's uh, communication is uh, one thing when developers usually struggle, right? I, I <laughs> had big problems with that myself in the past. But uh, yeah, you, this is something you can learn, I think, but yeah. other things maybe not.
0: Kind of. Are your teams um, remote? Are you all working from home at the moment or are you going into the office? Having a well, meeting?
2: yeah, this is actually quite, it's changing. I mean, we had this kind of uh, 60% office and 40% home office rule mm-hmm. uh, just to keep the office a little bit uh, yeah, less occupied. So because of uh, Corona, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, right. right now this is changing in Berlin. We are getting... a. Uh, too many new infections, so um, it, it will probably—I'm not sure at the moment. We said let's go the sixty percent home office and forty percent in the office, and okay. yeah, we are prepared for going full remote again. And um of course, I, and also we do have a team in the Ukraine, three guys, so okay. we're partly remote team, anyways. So yeah. it's kind of normal for for the team at, at KW to really work that style. So luckily, that is not a problem.
0: Mm. Okay, fantastic. Um, it'd be really great to um, to learn about what your one, throughout your entire career, what your one greatest achievement is that you could share with us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is um, this question I, I got also quite recently and I, I thought about it and I cannot really name one big achievement because I did not achieve it alone. So it was always... The, the team effort um so for when it comes to a project i cannot really say uh it, i do have an achievement for me it's more the achievement uh, that i have on my personal side to um got to, to to be at the position where i am now uh with all the the detours i i took in my life and probably not going to the right direction the first time so this is actually my my achievement having a solid a good life being happy with uh my child is uh, spending as much time with my child as i can so this is for me my my greatest achievement yeah. maybe it's not on the on the project side so Rather than the personal
0: side. Yeah, no. I mean, the thing is, is that your personal achievements affect your work life, and your, um, you know, your leader, um, and your leadership, um, qualities come from being happy outside of work as well, don't they? And obviously, there's a lot of you put a lot of emphasis on the people and caring about the people, which is great. And you know, you've you've chose the right path for you now, which is great because your people are going to get the best out of you. You're going to get the best version of you. Um, And and not everybody does that. Not everybody recognizes Mm -hmm. that. So I would say that in itself is a pretty big achievement. Um, Fantastic. So um, in terms of your leadership style and I guess communication, obviously, is a big part of that. And we've just touched on that. And you said that earlier on, you said your communication um, you know hasn't always been the best and you've had to work yeah. on it. Um, you know, developers, I guess, have got a um a longstanding reputation of not always having the best um communication. How have you worked on that over the years and what advice could you give to our listeners and viewers? Um, you know, what what can they do to keep continue to learn um the communication piece? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so um, I, I always have this story in my mind. When back at my when I was studying, um, I had I had to do this one talk in, in front of many people, and afterwards the the tutor, the, the the professor or whoever said to me, "Boy, that was bad," and I was like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so thank you for the motivation, uh, but yeah, it was bad." Uh, so. Um, What what I did, but I I kind of, this always nagged me. So, and and I was, uh, when I was a younger developer, so to say, I was at the conference and I was kind of admiring the people standing there. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Why can't I do that? And um, at some point then I was asked if I don't want to uh, do a talk at the conference. And then, yeah, at that time I was feeling lucky. So yeah, let's let's do that. And um, it was quite a pain, but I think it was absolutely worth it. Because right now I think this is uh, I'm, suddenly it's fully switched that and from from being a thing which I absolutely don't like into something I really like to do and um, so after having this talk it kind of released me so I I, I wasn't uh, like uh, nobody booed me away from the stage so to say <laughs> so uh, it was it was okay and. Um, I developed kind of uh, my own practices on how to, yeah, how to get better in this, uh, my own uh, presentation styles. And um, so I had now a couple of meetups and conferences, not so many. I still would like to have many more, but uh, the current situation that's a bit complicated, but yeah. So in the end it's, it boils down to, you have to go through it. Maybe not start with a conference because this is quite a big goal, but what Mm -hmm. you can do is always have some small, hold some workshop at your company, maybe just go there, try to speak open, uh, like stand up and and, uh, do a presentation at your company. Uh, There are a lot of company meetings also when they're virtual at the moment, you can still do that. Um, So it's, it's about starting maybe in a small group where you start, where you feel comfortable and then, always try to reach the next goal and yeah, I think this is, it, it, it is about um, getting out of the comfort zone, this, comfort zone this, Yeah, i was yeah. just
0: thinking that yeah, some good, really good advice there, I think sometimes it's easier said than done but I, I agree, like just pushing yourself in, and doing things that get you out of your comfort zone um, more and more, I mean I, I would never have done a podcast until Ellie <laughs> got me out of my comfort zone and then um, it's, yeah, it kind of second nature to me now
1: well, oh, you've no. signed up now, Carsten, because Max is going to listen to this podcast and he's going to get you signed up in something in Berlin now. So, um, yeah, I've awesome. yeah. yeah. so just
0: made yes. it. <laughs> that would be we, really nice, yeah. You've signed yourself up to do um, a tech event with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. That would be awesome, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I'd love to know then, you were at that really crucial time at Holiday Pirates where they went from I guess, the underdog to a household name very quickly. And obviously that's a huge achievement and something to be really proud of, but in the background and then in in the backing, you must've had to hire up and scale up very quickly as part of that. So I'd love to know some of your tips around how you um, attracted and I guess retained such top tech talent, um, during those times, because we all know it's not easy getting the, um, mm. getting the quality and the skill behind it. So, how did you achieve that? Particularly, I guess, at Holiday Pirates, because that's so interesting.
2: I think um, so. We had Holiday uh, Pirates. We were lucky to have really that good name. Uh, yeah. and so many people even uh, on the streets there i had this holiday pirates t-shirt and they oh you're working at holiday pirates i was like oh yeah of course uh, yeah. so this was really um, a- astonishing so many people knew this brand and so many people are attracted to it this is of course a bonus and uh, also it's a fancy website when you go there you see this beautiful uh, holiday pictures and uh, who doesn't like vacations right so yeah. um this was absolutely benefit and then we had i think the office also was a very very good benefit. So um, right now this is not so important anymore, obviously, but uh, at that time I was taking care that I was showing the, the applicants around in the office. So to say, look, this is the place where we work and, and uh, really beautiful uh, at the, in Berlin at the Spree, um, the, the big river through Berlin. Uh, so this is definitely the nicest office I've ever worked in. And um, so this, this was one of the benefits we had. And um, also of course, yeah, giving the people so once we had them of course i I never lied to them when when i said what the projects were up to um we also had some some legacy stuff to take care of a lot of Mm -hmm. legacy stuff actually to take care of at Holiday pirates and so i always tried to have this kind of mixture between giving them something new to work on maybe some fancy little pet project which they can do besides the work uh, so that yeah, you have, for, especially for young, talented developers. You have to take care that they are not only working on legacy bug fixing stuff. This will bore them out, and you will lose them pretty soon. But of course, you cannot always set up a new project as well. So just because you want to keep the people happy, you cannot just go and say, "Look, let's rewrite this website because yeah, we just we can," right? So uh, this is this is quite quite an interesting um, balance. I think you have to go there. Quite some some challenge. So I think also the. the taking care of the people you hire of course uh, they have to fit to the team obviously this is, is a, this is very important uh, if you don't hire the correct people then we had one one hire which i never had this before so we hired the guy actually what well, we we thought it was cool cool uh, person and the team was completely disrupted yeah and um so, the, the work dropped uh, immediately uh, from one week to another, and then people were unhappy just because of one person we hired. So, we had at that point, we had to say, okay, since had to say goodbye to that person because, yeah, uh, the team was more important, obviously. So, mm-hmm. um, I think these are the, the key points. And, yeah, retaining people is what I do now, just try to care about them always be in, in uh, contact with them, always communicate, try to find out what's, what's the problem. I think at Holiday Pirates, I sometimes didn't do the job very well there, I have to admit, when I look in, in hindsight. But yeah, that's how it is. I learned from that, I'm trying to do my my very best now at KW, um, that these kind of problems not happen. So at it, that time, maybe I was focusing on a couple of programmers uh, more than uh, maybe... Then, and then I neglected some others, maybe. So, so to say. So this was a big. But that's mistake. all
1: reflection, and that's mm-hmm. important to to grow as a leader. Which sounds like you're taking on. So, um, that's really important. You mentioned there about giving your developers time to to focus on projects that they're passionate about, as well as the legacy work. But what about yourself? Mm-hmm. What are you really passionate about in tech? Mm.
2: My, my passion is really about code quality, software quality testing. Um, I could, yeah, helping helping the team to write good software. This is really my, my passion at the moment. So um, being, being a programmer myself, I know the feeling when you have a, a beautiful class and you wrote it and you're really happy about it and you, you could, I would like to print it out and put it as a poster on the wall because it's it's like code can be beautiful in, in itself when you do it right, and this is uh, what what keeps me passionate at, 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 uh, of this job to 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 uh, raise the same passion in people who don't have that at the moment who are just writing code and then you see oh god okay yeah they don't care about the formatting or anything it's a bit like yeah sloppy coding. But then you you get them and then you you see how they really understand. Okay, it's so can be so much fun to write good code to test the code. This is still in, in especially in PHP world. It's still a, it's still a big problem, unfortunately. That a lot of code is written without being tested, and um, also in, in startups, I had this very much uh, piling up technical debt, and then coming to a point where it really becomes a problem. Yeah. So this is also like technical depth is also or like refactoring in general is one topic which also also fascinates me a lot. Uh, it's um how to keep software um running how to actually yeah uh, rescue an old legacy project from being scrapped maybe you can uh, do it uh, yeah refactor it restore it so that it can live another 5 years because this this old code it, it's, it's old code, yes, but it's it's like battle-worn code. It's it, it's, earned the, it's earned the money. I, I was uh, referring to this one project we had at Holiday Pirates. It was a really old one, five-year-old, I think. Yeah, you saw that a lot of people had their hands on it. It was a lot of mess in there. But still, the code brought the Holiday Pirates where they were at that time. So it was a very important project and and this kind of uh, things this yeah this is where i'm actually passionate about yeah
1: fantastic that's great sandra did you say have you got another couple of questions or
0: um i think i've gone through all mine now
1: perfect that's good brilliant okay well i'd love to finish the podcast then to find out about what you're excited on, what's about at the moment, what's on your agenda for the next sort of 12 months. Obviously it's been a bit of a turbulent 12 months for everyone. Mm. I guess in your third role now within the past year, is that right? So it's been, it's been lots of change. So it sounds like you finally settled. You love your current position. I'd love to hear what you're excited about in the next
2: 12 months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so apart from all the obvious uh, Corona thing, um, I'm, we do a KW. We, I see a lot of things I can improve, I think, together with the team. Um, not that they did a bad job, not at all, but it's, it's always, I think there's a, a lot of things when you come freshly into a company, which has, where the team has worked a lot of years together. Um, you can, br- I can bring a lot of experience from other companies, from other, uh, yeah, projects. And I think this, this is what really keeps me exciting at the moment, uh, starting with the team um, to to implement these kind of things, like trying to convince them that this is the, the way to go. Of course, I don't want to just put it on their on their desk and say, let's do that. But I really want to uh, convince them that this is the way to go for us. And uh, yeah, this is what I think it will be uh, a challenge. We do have a lot of code there, which we need to to uh, put our hands on And 12 months. This is, I think good time frame for for my first mm-hmm. uh, roadmap so to say that we can got that we, any hmm?
0: sorry and i was just going to say are there any growth plans at all or?
2: Uh, yeah so i'm um, not sure if i can talk about that already okay. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we do want to grow yeah although yeah. i mean kw commerce being an e-commerce company was quite lucky during during the last mm-hmm. two months so um people bought more online right, right. Yeah. so this also was uh so the the whole situation was not a financial problem for the company in mm-hmm. uh, quite the contrary we uh, kw wants to grow and mm-hmm. um of course we will uh yeah hire new people we will look at hiring people in berlin but mm-hmm. mainly also like remote in ukraine this mm-hmm. is because we there are also a lot of very talented developers there and um, so we can grow the team basically in both locations yeah
0: fantastic anything that you're looking forward to um outside of work personally and there any kind of i know obviously we'd all love to go on holiday as soon as we mm-hmm. can but anything have you got anything planned for 2021 maybe mm-hmm. yeah actually we do a We
2: do have the um, school vacations next two weeks, and actually we wanted to uh, go to a little trip somewhere in in Germany, but I think this will not happen because, uh, uh, yeah, Berlin being now a risk area. I think
0: they've just banned it, haven't they? I think they've just banned travel between um, Mm -hmm. in and around. Germany yeah, yeah, yeah. A as well, haven't
2: you? so I think this will not happen but yeah we, we do have a lot of other things to do we can here yeah, as so also in Berlin uh, the surrounding we can I hope we can still go into the surrounding of Berlin so uh, Brandenburg Um there's there's awesome stuff to do we love to go hiking or just bicycle tours also with my my daughter she's also like uh, she really lives up when she's in the woods she likes nature that's that's really cute to see all the time first oh do we have to go and then when she's as soon as she, she's in the woods she's like yay and yeah then, my son's <laughs> exactly the same they don't want to cool. go especially
0: yeah. when in. as soon as you've gotten there <laughs> they absolutely love it
2: yeah exactly so this is yeah this is um, what what keep actually my my child keeps me busy besides work um these two things at the moment are uh, my my main actions and and other than that yeah i don't know just doing some i'm reading a lot. Uh, obviously i need to um i need to gain knowledge still so a constant learning is very important in my job uh, but I, i'm lucky because uh, this is actually my hobby so uh, i can combine my hobby and my work so it's, it's
1: no problem yeah well, it's so been lovely.
0: fantastic having you on the show
2: thank you so much um,
0: if anybody wants to reach out to you um are you happy for them to contact you via linkedin or
2: yeah best? absolutely
0: yeah okay fantastic um brilliant well it's been great to have you on the show really interesting looking forward to seeing all the traction that we get from from this one and um we'll um yeah let you have enjoy the rest of your day thank you very much we'll be in
1: touch about organizing an event we'll get some okay <laughs> so you yeah yeah okay. it's thank been you. a pleasure having you on the show thanks carsten thank yeah you thank
2: you for too. having me here it was really fun talking to you <laughs> too.
1: glad you enjoyed it see you later
2: <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs>